You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back to Reality Check Radio. You're listening to Natalie Cutler-Welsh here on the Up Your Brave show. Next, I'm talking to Joanne Webb. And Joe is a returning guest. We had her on six months ago when we first started. And we've got her back today. Last time we talked about staying positive in turbulent times. And today we are mixing it up. Today we're talking about living from conscious love. Welcome, Joe. Hi, Nat. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. And I'm very excited to talk to you today about conscious love. Uh, before we do that, for those of you that don't know, Joanne Webb, also known as the Happiness Hustler, Joe is a self-love warrior goddess, also known as a Happiness Hustler. She's a coach and mentor, light worker, international speaker, and co-author of two best-selling books, Leading with Light and Hate Myself, Hate My Life, A Teenage Guide to Finding Self-Confidence and Inner Love. She's on her sole journey to change the world with unconditional conscious love. Because once uh, once upon a time, she had none, and it sucked. Joe works with courageous women who are ready to release their fire and inner warrior goddess for more love, empowerment, influence, success, and joy. Spiritual women who desire deep love and connection and want to change the world. She's worked with hundreds of women internationally. She integrates the science and spirituality and humanness into all of her work and creates a sacred circle of somatic work, dancing, shaking, sacred screaming, workout, workouts, and rituals to heal, grow, learn, change, and bloom. As Joe says, when individuals heal, they transform, they see, they feel, and understand their worth. Their lives change exponentially, and they become unstoppable. Because after all, how we feel about ourselves affects our every decision, thought, and action. Woo, Joe, that is a lot of stuff. You've been doing so many amazing things. I'd love to ask you, since we saw you last time on the show or we heard your beautiful voice, um, how has life been for you? What's been going on in the last six months? Wow. It, you know, winter's a bit funny here in New Zealand, isn't it? Sometimes you feel like you've been planted in the soil and you hibernate a little bit. But then when you actually look back and reflect, I think, wow, actually lots of lots has happened. Um the release of our new book, Leading with Light, which was super exciting. That's now available on Amazon and all other publishers. Um, so yeah, that that's um there's 10 light workers all come together to be part of an anthology about how to lead with light, basically, how to live in the light rather than in the dark. So that was a beautiful process to be part of, you know, international authors getting to know a different tribe of like-minded people all on a similar mission, but all doing it slightly differently. So that's been super exciting. I've had a group program come out called Bloom, which um, is a mastermind and that's been really popular and awesome. And seeing women transform through that has been a beautiful process. And of course, children and getting bigger and older and things like that, you know, good old family life. Mother of four, very impressive. <laughs> I've got a question that some people might be wondering. So I'll start with that. You mentioned your book was a a compilation of light workers coming together. What do you mean by light worker? What's that? I think it's people who basically have light in their heart. That's how I describe it. You know, they have light in their heart and they live from a place of pure love. And they are trying to change the world on a loving level, not on a forceful level, not in your face trying to dictate and any of that shebang. It's they just know because they have done 
the work. Mm. They have done the work to heal their hearts, to heal their souls. And that's a forever journey, by the way. They, they're not just all these complete humans that are going, no, 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 we've done it. Because they know they do it every day. They walk the walk and talk the talk. And they know that there's still hard times amidst the beauty, but they have learned some lessons and they realize that there's a different way of living than the way we are constantly shown. People, I feel right now, are very curious to live life differently than the way they have been and the way they've been shown, I suppose. What are the things that you see coming up or, you know, with Kiwis in general? Obviously, you're you're originally from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what are the things that are coming up that I think people need to, that you think people need to release in order to live life the way that they desire? I think people have got to shed a lot of stuff. You know, we've, we're, we are programmed robots at the end of the day. We are the most amazing computer systems known to man. People have tried to replicate us and it doesn't work. But our programming can be used for good or can be used for bad. And I think the more people understand that, the better life will be. People are stuck. They're stuck in scarcity. They're stuck in fear. Um, there's a you know, there's a lot that's happened here in New Zealand over the years. Um, natural disasters, pandemics, blah, blah, you know, and and weather and floods. There's been there's been a lot of stuff happening in this little wee country. And I think I think we need to come together to rise from a place of compassion and kindness and try to change it from the top down and the bottom up. I recently did with you, and I've mentioned it on my show, in September, I decided to really lean into my healing. I've done loads of healing work over the years, Um, but I went and saw you as one of my sessions, and we did a release and surrender session, and it was awesome. And for me, you know, although there there has been a lot of anger, there's also been some sadness underneath that anger. I remember you pointing that out to me. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of releasing anger and what is what lies beneath it? Anger is a second emotion. We don't just feel angry for nothing. You know, sometimes we can feel sad. That's the first emotion. We are sad because something's happened. Anger is always a second emotion. Anger can come from betrayal, from jealousy, from bitterness, from sadness, from grief, from anywhere. And it's really important to understand that and to also not be scared of anger because anger can change lives. Anger can change the world. You know, we can do some good stuff from anger. It can be a force to work with. But also there's a lot of angry people walking around the world, taking their anger out on other people. And that is never okay. And I think it's really important to say that's never okay. You know, we make excuses for people. Oh, they've had a tough upbringing or they're going through a tough time. They're under a lot of stress. No, we've got to change the narrative. It's not okay to take your anger out on another person. And it's it's usually the people you love the most and they have to bear the brunt of your anger or or sometimes a complete stranger in road rage or somewhere like that. So understanding that anger is a second emotion, it's coming from somewhere else. And if we can show people how to feel their emotions in a safe environment and how to work through that emotion so it flows and it doesn't get stuck. Because, you know, in our session, Natan, you know, we talked about the anger and the underlying feelings and that underlying feeling was still there, wasn't it, when we talked about it and it popped back up and you had tears. 
Yeah, you know, there was tears in the session, and we did it in that safe, beautiful way where you're allowed to release those tears and allow them to flow through. We've got 50 billion cells in our body. They all hold certain feelings in them, you know, and that all of these feelings get stored. And if we don't allow our emotions to come out, if we don't feel to heal, it gets stuck and it will cause issues, whether psychological you know, or physiological. I'm so glad you said that phrase. I think it was the week after, maybe the week of me going to see you. And I I called the name of that particular show, you know, Feel to Heal, because we really do need to feel. And so often people in general, and definitely people like me, well, I just, you know, I'm, I'm you know, keep just keep moving forward. I got this. It's all good, you know. Um generally quite positive, but you do need to pause and to feel. And I think in that session, we also I also did some journaling. And then we did this ceremony where we like burnt the paper. And we also did a shakedown, like you have some dancing, right? So physically removing that emotion from your body, releasing it and removing it. So can, can you let us know, can you elaborate on that? What are some ways if people are like, okay, Nat and Joe, I hear you girls. I know I've got some pent up emotion in my 50 billion cells. How do I get rid of it? How do I release it? What are some techniques? Start with something small. You know, don't start with the big, massive thing that you need to release because that can be a bit scary and overwhelming. So start with a memory that you know, might, might be brought up like when you were five years old. Was your best friend mean to you in the playground, but you still remember it? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, were you 12 and somebody said a nasty comment to you or that you somebody didn't like you in the playground? I don't know. Start with something that's smaller, that's not so monumental and just sit with the memory and allow it to come up to the surface. Put your hand on your heart and allow yourself to be transported back to the time when it happened and to feel the feeling and feel where you feel it in your body. Do you feel like a, a wrench in your tummy? Do you feel a tightness in your chest? Do you feel your throat tighten? Do you feel some pressure in your head or neck or back? It, it's, you know, it's, it's anywhere. It's in your body stored and just sit with it and just allow yourself, honor yourself to sit with that feeling hand on your tummy, hand on your heart and just breathe through it and go, you know, and sometimes it can be quite surprising, the memories that are stored there and the feelings that come up. But once you practice it and start, as I say, start with the little things and just maybe set a timer for five minutes and allow yourself to feel it, whether it what, was it pain, was it embarrassment, was it hurt, was it upset? And then just name the feeling, I feel sad or I feel betrayed or I feel embarrassed and allow it to flow through, allow it to come up. And if there's tears, if there's reactions, if you kind of get angry, allow it to come out in a safe way, you know, grab a pillow and scream into the pillow if you must, or punch a pillow, allow it to come out and then get up put some music on either something that you love dearly or maybe some real tribal beaty music that you know that you can feel it in the cells of your body and shake it out shake it out and dance it out but do it intentionally i am moving this energy i am releasing i am letting go and you know what once upon a time if somebody would have said that to me i would have thought oh my god you're mad I'm not doing that. That just sounds ridiculous. But you know what? If you're embarrassed, shut your curtains, do it in your own home, jump around like a nutter and see how good you feel. <laughs> well, after this interview, we're going to play some music. Joe, you can let me know which song we're going to do, but something to help people release and shake and move. 
Interestingly, Joe, when you were just doing that little explanation and you said, maybe you were five, la la la, maybe you were 12. And suddenly, and you were like, bring that memory to mind. And I literally brought a memory in. Then I had to mute myself because I was about to cough. So it went straight to my throat, Mm -hmm. uh, which is so interesting because that is usually my form of expression is talking. Um, And the memory was a boy on the the school bus. Uh, We had been swimming to swimming lessons with the class in my, I don't know, grade five or whatever it was. Um, I would have been like, yeah, probably eight or 10. And he just, he kissed me on the bus. And I was so, here's the word, embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's so interesting. That's the memory that came up for me straight to my throat. Uh, interestingly, we actually are still in touch to this day, you know, <laughs> as I am with a lot of my my primary school friends. Um, but interesting. So, hey, if anyone else wants to do that activity, you can pause this recording later, listen to the replay, and then put, this, put the music on and shake it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, what other techniques? You talked about the pillow. And I'm just going to say for some people, it might not be punching the pillow with your wrist, like with your fist. It might be like slamming your forearm down on the pillow. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like that's a different... Yeah. Um, so I just don't want anyone to injure themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and even throwing pillows sounds crazy. I have got like, you know, I'm a, I'm a cushion girl. I like cushions and pillows on my bed, but I get angry sometimes. I'm a girl who, who is a fighter and I fight for good causes. Now I fight for injustice. I fight bullies in a compassionate way, but it doesn't mean my anger isn't there. It doesn't mean I don't feel anger. Um, you know, but once upon a time, 20 years ago, I would have exploded and said something I regretted and maybe shouted at one of the kids, but that's not okay. I've learned to regulate my emotions. So even going into my bedroom and throwing pillows across the room where it's safe and then throwing them back the other way, it's just a release of energy. That's all it is. So, you know, anything that makes you, if you want to lie on the floor and have a tantrum like a toddler, do that as well, as long as it's safe. So I wrote down channel your anger because yeah. it's like a lot of people think, oh, it's you, we shouldn't get angry. Like anger is bad. We shouldn't express anger. And if you lose your temper, you need to straight away apologize. Well, it's like don't hurt other people. But if you channel that anger into the pillows, if you're a cushion person like Joe, <laughs> or like you said, the tantrum, I mean, it's a classic. Like it, you can, it never grows old no. if you want to do I it sh- that I, way. I remember the other week, it was, it was several months ago now, and Something had happened with one of the children. You know, your children are your biggest triggers, aren't you? They're your biggest mirrors. And it was just all from worry and upset for one of my beautiful children. And it was just like a pinnacle crescendo point. And I remember just standing in the middle of my hallway and shouting a bad word. I obviously can't say it on the radio and just was going, but it was really guttural. It was coming from the depths of my soul. It was obviously just a journey that we had been on, me and my child, and it was all just needed to come out. It it needed to come out. It's as simple as that. And that's all that anger is. And I just yelled several times at the top of my voice. <laughs> and then I felt this calm wash over me. Mm. And so if people practice these techniques, punch a punch bag, scream, yell, you know, in a safe place, like we said, but just feel the release of it because all that you are doing is allowing it to come out, honoring it in a safe way, and allowing it to flow through your body rather than get stuck. I've heard this phrase, anger is when you say things you're not ready to hear. And the way I interpret that, and from what I've seen, is sometimes when we allow ourselves to express anger, we actually realize what we truly want or what we're actually what is actually bothering us. Have you seen that in action with some of your clients or people that have gone through these exercises of expressing their anger, that they suddenly have a bit of an aha Absolutely. Lots of people get are getting angry 
for something that's triggering them right there in their life. And then when we give it the space to honor the anger or honor where they feel it, and then we, and then I might ask them a question like, when did you first feel this feeling? And it might stem back five years, 10 years, 20 years, or, you know, longer. And, and they start to have aha moments. A lot, a lot of the time when we have reactions now as adults, our reactions are a subconscious patterned behavior that is being triggered from an old memory. It's just our subconscious bringing something up. So often we, we, we have, we're, as I say, we're walking around these program robots. We have emotions. We are very human and we're supposed to feel all our, all our emotions, but we often don't take that time to stop and investigate where they come from and where they originally stemmed from. When we often go back and find that point where they originally came from, when you first had that feeling of embarrassment or hurt or upset, you know, when was the first time somebody put you down and then people continue to put you down through life and then all of a sudden something happens that somebody just says something to you today, but really you're just that five-year-old little person behaving. And, you know, you can you, can you see that people walking around having childlike reactions to things in life? Does that make sense? Yeah, and that I think that's such a great explanation of, when people haven't, like when they haven't done the work to explore mm-hmm. it, then the pattern just keeps repeating. Totally, totally. And, you know, from me and my little spirituality side over here, I believe we are souls having this human experience and all of our experiences are for our growth. Mm. So therefore, I don't see any experience as bad, no matter how awful it may seem at the time. We have signed a soul contract. We are here to grow. We are here to learn. We are here to evolve. And if we can get onto that line of thinking, nothing seems so scary anymore. It's all for our greater growth, Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't always feel good. Yes. Let's talk about living from conscious love. So part of it is releasing the anger, acknowledging the anger, but then releasing it. We've talked about that. What do you mean by living from conscious love and how do we do that? Well, this is really what my entire chapter is about in Leading with Light. I'm... I'm all about love. I've been about love since I was a little girl. But love, what does love mean? You know, when we investigate the word love, love is an energy. It is an energy. It's a, it can be, you know, scientists can see in our graph how how the love flows on an energy wave, on a frequency. And we are born pure love. No baby comes into the world in anything other than pure love. And we leave this world as pure, unconditional love. But what happens to us along the way? Crazy things, you know, we, as I say, we we deal with experiences in life when we don't know how to deal with them, when we're not taught how to deal with them, when we're not role modeled how to deal with them. And so we live in a fear-based society. We live in a fear-based world. Oh, let's be fearful of the upcoming elections. Oh, let's be fearful of global warming. Oh, let's be fearful of anything really, because the news will not portray much other than fear, mm. mainstream news. And even like, and even when it comes down to other things, you know, I look at, I deal with a lot with teenagers. They see a lot of comparison on social media. They're living in fear. I'm not going to be good enough. I don't do anything cool enough. I don't want a nine to five job. I don't want to do this. Everything's fear, 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 fear. But unconditional love is the polar opposite of that. And there has to be polarity in the world, but we can live from a place of unconditional love. And that does not mean 
we allow people to get away with everything because that's not unconditional love. It's having courageous conversations with people and pulling them up and saying, it's not okay to behave like that. I think you could do with doing some work or can I help you in any way? It's about putting boundaries in around things and if and still loving, still coming from a place of pure love, but not taking any rubbish. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But to get there, it's a journey. We, It's a journey and I believe it starts with self. Loving thyself, healing thyself, and then loving the world. Because if you don't feel good about yourself, how can you possibly have an outlook onto the world that is positive and good? And for those of you that are just tuning in, I'm talking to Joanne Webb. Uh, she's a self-love warrior. And so, Joe, you are a self-love warrior. Like you have done the work yourself to truly love yourself, which is something some people have a harder time than others, depending on all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what is one or two things that someone can do if they're listening and they go, I would love to love myself more, or I would love to love myself more consciously or more unconditionally. What are some easy steps for them to get that ball rolling? First one is to make a choice to do it, make a decision to do it. Choose to love yourself. You know, when I deal with clients old or young, I ask them, are you ready to do this? Because it's a decision. If you decide today to love yourself, you can literally stop listening to this show and love yourself. It's a choice. Can you be 100% in? Because if you're 98% or 75%, there's always going to be a choice to not love yourself. But if you can decide to make a pact with yourself, I'm going to love myself. Don't know how but I'm going to. And if you can say to yourself every day, I am learning to love myself and it feels good. That's not false. That's not fake. That's not these silly affirmations that you're just saying into the wind that you don't believe. But if you're prepared to learn to love yourself, it's an affirmation that can be that can ring true in your ears. And then to really start to be aware. We can't change anything without awareness. I love my three A's, awareness, acknowledgement, acceptance. There's that voice inside all of our heads. We all have it, that little one that sits on our shoulder. And most of the time, it's just trying to keep us in a place of what it perceives as safe. It's never safe. But that voice talks to us all the time. And having that awareness of what that voice says to you, um, does it say nice things? Would you speak to your best friend like that? Would you speak to um, somebody who you don't even like like that, often you wouldn't with that voice inside your head. So have awareness of what it's saying, but also just acknowledge it and accept it for now. If you can't accept it, it's harder to change. So we uh, we become aware of it, we acknowledge it, we accept it, and then we try to change it. And we change it with positive things. You know, find out the thing about yourself that you like. I remember for me personally, when I was in the depths of despair and in such deep self-loathing, it got to the point where I thought, actually, I do have a nice heart and I'm nice to people. And that's the one thing that helped me learn to love myself. I stuck with the one thing that I knew to be true. I am kind and I am nice. And so I'm learning to love myself and I am kind and I am nice. That's a hell of a lot nicer than beating yourself up emotionally in your own head. Mm. Yet most people are experts at being a bully to themselves. I like the phrasing you used before, I am learning 
to love myself. Because I think some people, if you said, okay, you need to say, I am amazing. I am the best, you know, whatever they might think they might not believe it. And so I am learning allows that space for them to kind of acknowledge I am learning. It is a process. I am learning to love myself. And then did you finish off with, and it feels good? Yeah. And it feels good. I'm learning to love myself and it feels good. It's, it is uplifting when you say it. And when you, can you imagine somebody saying it? It sounds good when they say it as well. You even touched your heart when you said the, it feels good part. Totally. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I I watch clients transform and they smile and they come back a a week later and they have a little coy look on their face. And, you know, especially with the teenagers, because their brains are not as hard to rewire as somebody perhaps a little bit older, they get on board real fast and it's, it's a, it's beautiful to watch. And the cool thing with that, I imagine, is when they do that, it has that radiating effect, ripple effect, um, to those around them, like their family members, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their siblings, because their energy is shifted. Totally. And this is like, you know, we talked about love being an energy. Mm. I think in the world, we we say, oh, I'm really empathetic or I'm really this. Empathetic means we come down to somebody else's vibration. So really what we'd all like to be in the world is compassionate rather than empathetic Mm. because compassionate means we can sit with people in their emotions, but we don't lower our emotion, our vibration, our frequency down to theirs. What we do is we stay steadfast in our own vibration of love, unconditional love, staying up there. And then we help people rise up to where we are. So Mm. for every single person that finds that place of love, chooses to live from a place of conscious love, the ripple effect that they have in the world is huge and never to be underestimated. And another thing I love talking about, and I've mentioned it before on my show and we'll dive into it now, is raising your frequency. Because when you live from a place of love, conscious love, rather than sitting in that anger or quashing it down and not acknowledging it and it just bubbles away, then when you're living from love, you your frequency rises and therefore it it impacts other people. Can you talk about the concept of raising your frequency? Absolutely. You know, as I said earlier, we are human and we have how many emotions? I I couldn't even count them right now, but we are supposed to feel them all. We are not supposed to stay in this pure state of bliss and happiness forever because that's that's that kind of like toxic positivity. But what we are trying to do, or what I try to help people with, is to live in this place where they're feeling good. They're choosing to be happy. They're choosing to see the positive. They're looking for things to be grateful for while dealing with their emotions on a daily basis. And so we can't feel amazing all day. We can't be at that high flying frequency 24-7. That's not how we are supposed to live. If we were, we'd be little angels all floating around. However, it's understanding that every emotion has a frequency. Some of them are more denser than others. Some of them are closer to matter than they are to energy. You know, you say words like hate, rage, bitterness, resentment, jealousy. It feels heavy. My shoulders start to feel heavy. I get tightness across my back because they're not, they don't feel good, those emotions. However, a lot of people are running away from those emotions. Most people are either running away from a feeling or towards a feeling. And this, this is where we get like a little balance, trying to get a bit of a balance. It's it's important to honor those emotions, but not get stuck in them. 
And, you know, you think about anxiety, depression, people are stuck down there in those low emotions and that's when it can become dangerous. But it's about honouring them, allowing them to flow through, finding techniques and guides and mm. ways to work through them to then come up and raise your frequency again and come back where you can look out into the world with a different perception. You know, in gratitude, acceptance, awareness, pride, celebration, bliss, joy, love, enlightenment. They've all got such beautiful frequencies. And we can do that different ways. You know, as I said, we can honor our emotions so we don't get stuck in them and we learn to feel to heal. That's one way we can do it. So we don't get stuck in it. We allow ourselves the 10 minutes where we feel rage or the 10 minutes when we feel bitter. And we allow ourselves and we either journal about it or we scream it out or we dance it out or we just sit and we feel. You know, there's there's about a million other techniques we can talk about as well. And then there's the using things to biohack our emotions and come up the emotional scale so we are feeling lighter and brighter. Gratitude has been talked about for years. It is not utilised anywhere near enough. Gratitude changes lives. When you start to notice the things in life to be grateful for, the world gives you more things to be grateful for. And one, when you are in gratitude, you are not in hate. You are not in bitterness. You're not in yesterday. You're not in tomorrow. You're here and now in the present. Mm-hmm. And it calms the nervous system. It raises our spirits. And when we are in gratitude, bear in mind our however many thousand thoughts we have in a day come from a feeling. If you're feeling stuck in those lower emotions, your thoughts are not going to be positive ones. But if you can honor those lower emotions, those denser emotions, then perhaps come up to gratitude, all of a sudden your thoughts are more positive. You see more hope in the world. You see more light in the world. You see things around you that can put a smile on your face. And all of a sudden you might all of a sudden think, oh, oh, I'm happy. How did that happen? Five minutes ago I was in rage. But it can happen. We can move up and down the scale. So I'm hearing a lot of, you know, I, I, you know me, I love my phrases. So I'm hearing like, go to gratitude. You know, so, so if you're like, oh, I'm just so flustered. I'm so angry. I'm so irate. So either release in order to raise your frequency. So releasing, we talked about the techniques with the pillow and the dancing. <laughs> um, and then also go to gratitude. And when you're in gratitude, meaning thinking is something, bringing it to mind, something you're truly grateful for. And don't just think about it in your brain, your logical brain, think, feel it in your heart. And then you won't be in anxiety, which is what a lot of people are in, living in a constant state of. Um, and anxiety, of course, is fear of what could happen. And of course, these days when we're hearing so many things and there's so many messages coming at us, it's easy to do that. So go to gratitude in order to raise your frequency. I love that. That's so good. Joe, talk to me about, so you and I are collaborating in this upcoming course. It is called Raise Your Frequency, Empower Your Life. So if you guys are listening to this now, which is October the um, 9th or something like that, um, our course, sorry, our course starts on October the 9th. So if you're listening to this before then, you can have a look at it on upyourbrave.com slash frequency. If you're listening to it after October the 9th, you might be able to jump in because it's a six-week program online and there will be a video dropped um, every Monday at midday. So you even if you jump in on week two, you're still good. Um, and we might make it available afterwards, but you haven't missed the boat, but jump in and have a look. Joe, what are you specifically, you're going to kick things off on the Monday. You've got your week one. What is your topic? And um, yeah, how can you, my, can you share a little nugget from that yeah. with us? My topic is radical self-acceptance. Radical self-acceptance. 
and what does that even mean? It means accepting every single part of ourself. Because if we don't accept it, what, what choice do you have? Oh, well, I don't accept the fact that um, I can get narky sometimes. Well, you do. So you're just fighting against yourself. You know, you accept it and then think, well, I would rather not live like that. So I'm going to find out how ways to not live like that. Or, But it's really funny because I was thinking about it. It's not just accepting. Like we automatically go to the negative. But it's also accepting the most amazing parts of ourselves that mm-hmm. we don't allow ourselves to speak about sometimes. You know, we don't allow ourselves to stand in our glory and go, I change lives or I'm a great cook or I can grow the most beautiful blooms. It's We're just not programmed to do that very often. So it's radical self-acceptance of the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. and then loving every part of who you are. Because once you love, love changes the world. If there's something about yourself you want to change, the best thing you can do is to love it, love it so much that the change will be easy. Sounds good. Mm. I love that too. Like accepting straight away, we go to the negative, but it's like some people don't want to even see all the great things about themselves. Um, And then what about celebrating those things too? Like accepting them? Yes. But maybe even also celebrating them as well. Absolutely. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. Absolutely not. You know, I was, it's funny. I was listening to um, somebody talk about human design and I'm a manifester and I know you are a human yes, design you are a, queen. Yes, you are a manifester. Everybody, 8% of the population, it's quite rare, pure manifester. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, and, and she just said a comment, she, she was talking about her child who is a manifester and he goes out and plays in the street and she said, half the kids hate him and half the kids love him. And and she calls it Marmite energy, you know, because people have that conversation about Marmite, which I love that analogy. And it actually really hit home to me in a big way because I know, I know for a fact people hated, some people hate me and some people love me. But as a kid, it was soul destroying. I didn't love myself. I had no self-worth, had no sense of self, sense of self really. And I, I was a constant people pleaser, wanting to people to love me. And I've done all of this work and now I couldn't give two hoots who loves me and who hates me, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But it, but now as part of that, knowing who I am, where I've come from, I'm able to stand in my power and go, I actually do change lives. I change villages, literally change villages. I've moved into places in the UK, changed the entire village and then left. <laughs> my work here is done. Bye everyone. But you know, it's like, we don't get to celebrate enough. And why do we not celebrate ourselves? You know, I had a book come out and I haven't had the hard copies arrive yet. Once they come, I'm going to have a celebration party. I don't want, I don't want anybody to buy a copy. If they want a copy, great, buy it. It's not, it's not going to be a pushy sales party. It's just because we don't celebrate ourselves enough. So I highly encourage people to celebrate themselves. And when my clients here and I get all this information out of them about what they're good at, what their strengths are, you know, what they've achieved in life. And I'm like, let's celebrate, let's do it. And we have like, you know, we might do a little celebrate high five or a celebrate dance and you can see them glow. It's lovely. We need to celebrate more. We do. Well, let's celebrate something that you've done. Joe. what is one thing that you've done in the past year where you truly upped your brave? Wow. Um, up my brave. I feel like I up my brave every day, Nat. I'm very much like you. We deal with life head on and we we face things all the time. But my sister was diagnosed with cancer again this year. She was the third time and I didn't want to go into despair. 
and I stayed brave and stayed strong, but also not not false positive. Mm-hmm. I just remained in trust. Trust has been a huge thing for me. It's been a journey. And I remained in trust if they're all going to be okay. And I didn't get caught up into all you know, the family dynamics, you know, because I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm the positive one. I'm the one who's done the work. I'm the spiritual one. And, you know, it was like dealing, you know, what everybody else perhaps wanted to partner with the fear. Mm-hmm. I stayed in my vibe and I stayed brave. And I thought that was a pretty cool thing. That is awesome. I think you might have a few fellow black sheeps uh, here listening to your <laughs> listening to your interview today. What about the bucket list? Um, something that you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can help you with? To be honest, my bucket list is really all around creating a conscious love revolution. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. Be a pioneer of the conscious love revolution with me. Get on board. Be love. Practice love. Share love. Learn how to live in unconditional love and be part of the conscious love revolution. That would be my biggest wish on my bucket list. Okay. Well, how do they do that? How do they find you? What, like, how can we connect with you online? I am on Instagram as the underscore happiness hustler. I'm on Facebook as Joanne Webb. My website is thehappinesshustler.com. Ta-da! <laughs> That's amazing. And, and, if they want to try the uh, release and surrender session like I did, I did it in person because you and I both live in Auckland, but I know you do it on Zoom as well. Is that easy to find on the Happiness Hustler? No, because my website is currently being updated yet again, but okay. just contact me and we can talk. Amazing. You say, yeah. I heard something about some release session. I want to do it. <laughs> I will Amazing. put some details on Instagram and Facebook. So it's a little okay. bit easier to find. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, tell us what is coming up for you in the next six months. Well, I've obviously got this course starting on Monday with five extraordinary ladies, including yourself, Nat. So I think that's going to be a game changer, you know, because there's lots of online courses around, but there's not many collaborations And I love collaborating. I believe, and I've been saying this for years, together we are stronger, together Mm. we are louder. I am not one of those coaches and mentors who wants to work alone. I love the one-to-one work I do, but I I love collaborating. I love getting out there. It's the only way we're going to do it is by working together. Together we're stronger. I've got an app in the pipeline working with some other ladies as well around conscious love and, you know, and it's going to be an app for everyone. I, you know, I say I mainly work with women and teens, which I do, but the app is going to be available to any human who wants to live consciously and who wants help to do that. Because there are a lot of men out there, right? Who are like ready to lean in and to learn more about themselves and to do the work. Um, and a lot of men out there who just like the women who don't have the self-love thing mastered as such. Mm -hmm. Totally. Absolutely. And I don't want to discriminate. I don't want to say I only work with women. I'm a manifester and I can work with anyone. You know that. <laughs> you sure can. And I I love working with other people. I love working with families. I love working with people in conflict who want to learn how to deal with their conflict. It's one of the best things we can learn to do. How can we fight and how can we resolve conflict? It's one of the biggest issues in the entire world. And I don't want to cut anybody off from working with me. So yeah, so I'm put, we're putting an app together, which is going to be workouts and yoga and somatic experiences but coaching as well and you know because a lot of people don't feel like they can afford one-on-one mastermind coaching and I understand that so we want something that's more accessible more accessible to the masses but still with a personal touch 
That sounds amazing. So if they follow you on, let's say, Instagram, they will keep in touch with that. Absolutely. Amazing. All right, Joe. Hey, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you would like to share with our audience around living from conscious love or any message you want to finish with? Well, it's not a pie uh, in the sky idea. It's an absolute way of living and it feels really good. So if you are not living and feeling really good every day, it doesn't have to be all day every day, by the way, because that's not life. But if you don't wake up feeling excited, if you don't go to bed excited the next day, if you're worried if it's Wednesday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday, there's stuff that you can do about it. There's absolutely stuff that you can do. And it's a decision to choose to stay where you are or to choose to change. And living from conscious love is a beautiful place to be. It makes you feel better and it definitely makes the world a better place. So if you need any help, I've got lots of many, many free resources. Come follow me and let's chat. Amazing. Thanks so much, Joe. And thank you everyone for listening. Thanks, Nat. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.